Joe, coming out of this podcast, just a man doing the best he can with what he got. And uh, uh, ha- happy, happy Juneteenth. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, are we going to be saying happy Juneteenth? Like, is, is that something I feel comfortable with one of my white brothers and sisters <laughs> telling me on the streets? Yo, hey, Spade, happy Juneteenth, bro. Uh, I mean, I guess I should be. Shouldn't be a problem. I mean, <laughs> it's going to take some getting used to. But yeah, the new federal holiday, Juneteenth. That, that's it. We got one. Yeah. New federal holiday. First time in 40 years that we've had a federal holiday added in America. And, you know, June 19th, which was the day, the last day the Union Army got to Texas to tell the slaves that they were free. So this has been a celebration held by black folks for, for since Juneteenth. And I'm telling everybody, be patient with this one, man. It's going to be a lot of growing pains with this Juneteenth holiday. It's already, it's a lot of mixed emotions and people (laughs) don't know how to deal with this one real quick. I'm going to try to suss out some of the arguments because I'm be honest, I'm actually processing this myself and how I feel about it myself. So, so, so bear with me as I work this out live while talking to you. Now, now, first, do we need a holiday commemorating the end of slavery in America? I would argue, yes, we do. Because one of the tenets of America is freedom, liberty, and justice for all. That's impossible when you have slavery it's a contradiction it's an oxymoron it makes no damn sense right and until the year our lord 2021 there has been no holiday commemorating the end of slavery this is actually a good thing because until the end of slavery and the civil rights and we're still working on stuff now there was really no standing for America to say that it had liberty and justice for all. It, it just, it's just not. So you need something to commemorate that. Do you think MLK day does that? It does not. Right. <laughs> right. So it should be a celebration of sorts. Now, how you celebrate this holiday that's when it gets a little tricky, right? It, in my opinion, it's going to have to be one of those Memorial Day situations where it's a somber observance. It's not anything that, I mean, I guess you can, look, man, I ain't going to lie. In America, man, every holiday is this used to barbecue. So look, break out the grill for Juneteenth if you want to. And white folks enjoy the day off. <laughs> But it should be one of them somber days like Memorial Day where we like, oh, and Veterans Day where we think about, but we reflect, not think about, when we reflect about our tumultuous past and 
how far we've come, I, I, I guess. The, the problem is, like I said previously, we didn't think to do this until 2021. And that kind of shows a problem, guys. Like, if I'm being honest, I didn't know about Juneteenth until I got into junior high school. I grew up in Arkansas. I didn't move to Memphis, uh, Tennessee, until I was like uh, 12 years old. And when I was 13 years old, I had a wonderful social studies slash history teacher who I'm still friends with today named Andre Miller, who actually taught me about Juneteenth. And that was my first time learning about it. So that was 13 years of my life that I didn't know about this day. I didn't know it was a holiday whatsoever. Mr. Miller taught me about all that. I didn't go to my first Juneteenth celebration until I was like, I want to say 22 or 23. And then I went with um, the homie Kino in Mississippi to have a Juneteenth celebration. So a lot of black folks didn't know about this day either because it wasn't taught in history, which shows a deficiency in how we teach and are taught history. Which goes to a greater point that a lot of white folks don't know this. And it got to kind of matter to white people. The end of slavery, guys, it, it, it kind of has to be important to you, too. This can't just be a black people thing because this is being positioned as a gift to black people. And I'm not going to lie. If you're going to give me anything, give me reparations before you give me a national holiday. Reparations will do way more. <laughs> to help the black community and give us a national holiday. But, 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 but I'm not going to dispel the, uh, the good for the great, but it has to kind of matter. And you got to have like a day of remembrance. So everybody in, the, in America can acknowledge that this stuff happened because we tend to glass over this part of American history. We look at it like, oh yeah, footnote slavery happened, but we don't really teach and talk about, the effects of slavery and how that line has been drawn now. I wish we had a class like that. I don't know. Call it critical race theory, <laughs> which people are railing against. Like we don't like to be taught about that part of history in America. Cause it makes white folks feel bad. Not all I'm saying not all, <laughs> but it's a, a vast majority of white folks that get super uncomfortable when you start talking about slavery and the effects of of slavery. It, it, it makes them feel bad, but black folks don't get the same. <laughs> black folks don't always get the same courtesy afforded to them. Like think about the Confederate flag issue. The Confederate flag pisses off a bunch of black people. However, we have to like see it everywhere we go in the South. It begs to, like, why would you want the Confederate flag? I don't get it. It's the flag of losers. And it's also a nation that fought America. And that's always been my position on the Confederate flag. Like, I'm, I'm consistent on this. Like, you as a person, if you want to have the Confederate flag, I have no problem with you having the Confederate flag. That's your right. It's kind of like a German having a swastika to me. I mean, that's the only comparable thing we can have to American slavery is the Holocaust. So I'm not trying to be like hyperbolic when I talk about that. But seriously, the only thing comparable to the American institution of channel slavery is the Holocaust. I mean, it's not totally comparable, but that's the only comparable comparison you can have throughout history. 
So like when I see the Confederate flag, it kind of brings up feelings of somebody having a swastika. However, I will fully acknowledge it's your right to have that Confederate flag. It is. You know, we're often told, hey, get over it. Hey, don't worry about it. It's history. And that's history that people really prop up and love. You should also love the end of slavery. Like, yo, you should love the end of slavery more than you love the Confederacy. <laughs> you should. Like, you, you should actually be praising the end of slavery more than the nation that fought to keep slavery. As an American. Because America is supposed to stand for liberty and justice for all. And that's the truth. But white folks, we're going to kind of need you to care about black issues. Because if you don't care about black issues as being the majority, nothing is really going to change. So that's the importance of having this holiday. I see that and I acknowledge that. The conundrum is, though, how do you make it matter to white people? Like, that's, that's, I'm not talking about all white people. I have like, white friends who I consider allies and who've been out there like, yo, shout out to Chris Cacciati who went out there to the Black Lives Matter protest with me in Japan. He was like, yo, no, I'm rocking with you, dude, supporting this. You know, shout out to all my gay friends who came out to Black Lives Matter protests in Tokyo too, in solidarity, solidarity, you know, my white gay friends. So I'm not saying like all white people, just putting a caveat in that, but it has to matter to all white Americans as much as it matters to black Americans. That's the whole thing with black history month. It's also positioned as a give to black people, not a celebration for all Americans. Right. And you got to look at the, so black history Month's another weird one, right? Cause like the need for black history month is because we're not openly taught about black people in American history. We leave it out. Which, once again, I kind of wish we had some kind of class to talk how systemic racism really affected black people. I don't know. Once again, call it critical race theory. I don't know. But that's a deficiency we have in American history. So in order to try to rectify that, Black History Month came about. Now, I'm totally for abolishing Black History Month if the history books would teach full history, the full history of America. But it doesn't. So just going to put that out there again. Once again, white folks, we kind of need you to care, <laughs> right? And, and you got people out there doing great work to try to uh, get this rectified. You have the, uh, the 1619 Project, right? Which talks about American history literally starting in 1619 when the first slave ships hit America, which needs to be taught. Because once again, the history of slavery is something we kind of gloss over in American history, because we kind of want to talk about American greatness and freedom without talking about how we like took away freedom for a whole group of people. So it, I see that as a need for the national holiday. However, <laughs> I, I don't know how this is going to be celebrated in mass. So once again, I say like it's going to be some growing pains when it comes to this because damn near every holiday in America becomes a reason to sell a mattress. It's going to be commercialized and marketed. And I don't know how I feel about. I, OK, I put it like this. One thing I always have a problem with is the MLK parties that the black people have like, yo. It's always a Martin Luther King Jr. Day party where black folks go shake their ass. And I, I just feel like 
that ain't the best way to commemorate MLK Day. I, I feel like that ain't it. If if you rock with the MLK party, I but for me it's always been a weird thing. So it, it, it could kind of have the reverse effect of, of like just watering down the meaning just through, you know. I mean, I mean, so I mean, here's the thing, right? A lot of y'all celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Y'all have no damn idea what the hell Cinco de Mayo is. Like, no clue whatsoever. Y'all just use it for an excuse to put on some Raros and eat Mexican food. Like, if I told y'all right now Cinco de Mayo is because Mexico got his, uh, well, beat the French army, y'all be like, what? That's what it's for? <laughs> half of y'all didn't know that. Like, half of y'all didn't know Cinco de Mayo was actually to celebrate uh, Mexico's victory over the French Empire. Y'all didn't know that. Y'all just thought it was a day to put on sombreros, which goes to like, <sighs> yo, how, <laughs> how are we going to be celebrating Juneteenth, man? I know y'all pictured in y'all head right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not funny, man, but <laughs> it's kind of funny. And so, yeah, it, it, once again, growing pains, guys. There's going to be some growing pains that comes along with this. But ultimately, I think we all should be glad we got another federal holiday. To be honest, man, we don't have enough federal holidays in comparison to other countries. Look, man, Japan got 16 federal holidays. America only has 10 with the addition of a Juneteenth. We need some more days off. So, yo, anytime you can get another day off, I say take the damn day off. But a lot of people, Juneteenth is going to be like Columbus Day for black people, which is another thing. Look, we got Columbus Day. Columbus didn't even touch America. Not an American hero. Did some atrocious things. Like, totally reprehensible person. But that man got a federal holiday. <laughs> so, so in comparison to that, you, you can't be mad at, at Juneteenth. <laughs> like, seriously. It, it, Columbus Day, guys. Like, seriously, look up the history of Columbus. C Whoa. He was an asshole, to say the least. So, yeah, Juneteenth is a much-needed federal holiday. Matter of fact, I say we need to add some more. We need at least 16 federal holidays as I see it. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. We in this together. Be safe. Yo, what's up, DJ L Spade? Common Knowledge Podcast. If you like my podcast, maybe you'll like my music too. I humbly ask that you go listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or other music streaming service providers. Thank you. I keep trying to tell y'all, council culture doesn't exist. Hey, man, y'all remember uh, Gina Carano, the uh, the actress from The Mandolin? You know, the one who was sending, like, anti-Semitic tweets and posts and got fired from her job because of that. And somehow it became the issue for everybody 
and right-wing media to show how cancel culture is taking over. Oh, cancel culture is coming for you. Oh, hide your kids. Hide your wife. It's the cancel culture. Yeah, well, apparently she got nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, apparently. Also, she's made hints that she may be coming back to Star Wars. That has to be the worst canceling ever. I mean, how does a council person get the job back? Somebody explain it to me. I, I keep telling y'all council culture doesn't exist. And from the very damn jump, this Gina Carano thing was a terrible example. If you're trying to make it, that council culture was a real thing. That was basically somebody who broke the damn rules and lost their damn job. This happens all the damn time, man. All the damn time. See, the thing with council culture, right? It's just a buzzword that people can use to rally their political side, right? And in this case, it's the right. So modern day right-wing media doesn't really have a cause. I mean, you can see it. Like, I'm not even trying to be like super liberal guy here, but objectively, if you look at the Republicans, when they take over government, they don't know how to govern. They work a lot better as an opposition party. They really do. So in order to gin up interest in their parties, because they have no policy, what they do is they make a lot of cultural issues like abortion, totally illegal, but Hey, you know, cultural issue doesn't sit right with a lot of people. The war on Christmas, no war on Christmas, but hey, a lot of people like Christmas. If you make it a war, that'll gin up interest in the base. And one of these new buzzwords to get people hyped up is council culture. But I'm telling you guys, council culture does not exist. Let's look at the, the homie Gina Carano. Disney has ridiculously strict contracts and regulations in their contracts. As anybody knows in the business, for those y'all who are not in the acting business like myself or deal with contracts every damn day, negotiations happen before the contract is signed. So if you sign that damn contract that says, yo, this is what it is, then that's what it is. <laughs> you have no wiggle room. That's why you get your lawyers and you get in a room and you go over the contract with a fine tooth comb to see what you want in that contract and what you want out of that contract. And like, here's just a few of the things that are in Disney contracts. Everyone needs permission before posting on social media. Let me say that again. Everyone needs permission before posting on social media. One more time for the people in the back. Everyone needs permission before posting on social media. So if Ms. Carano signed a contract that says she need permission before posting on social media, then damn it, that's what it is. That's not council culture. That's you breaking the damn rules. And I'm pretty damn sure the mouse did not sign off on the anti-Semitic post that Ms. Carano was posting, right? Also, all Disney actors must avoid scandal at any cost. This is in their contract, right? So once again, if you're posting all this anti-Semitic and transforming stuff that Miss Carano posted, yo, that makes the mouse look bad, that messes up the money for everybody, and bam, you get fired for that. These are things that were in her job. Basically, man, she was a bad employee. That's it. Wasn't council culture. It was her breaking the damn rules. Right? 
It's just once again, if you're being disciplined for something that people on the right deem to be like not important or contrary to their, in most cases, religious beliefs or conservative thoughts, it's counseling. No, no, it's not. It's you breaking the damn rules and being fired. That's all it is. And most of these folks who are really pushing this council culture stuff are doing it while they're working. Like the homie Ben Shapiro. Council culture is a problem in America. They're trying to counsel me while I sit on my nationally syndicated podcast with millions of viewers. Oh, they're counseling me. Uh, remember the homie uh, Bob Baffert, the uh, Kentucky Derby horse trainer? Who said, oh man, it's a different America. Council culture. They're trying to get me. Then it turns out he was actually drugging horses. They did two tests. And that was an example of council culture. And you know what? To be fair, it's not just on the conservative side. You got like liberals talking about council culture all the damn time too. Uh, most notably, Bill Maher thinks council culture is a problem. Right. And I kind of get what comedians are coming from. Like, oh, my God, as a comedian, I can't say anything. Oh, my God. All those Asian jokes are not accepted no more. No more. I can't make jokes about gay people. Oh, wow. That's not council culture, man. That's just the paradigm shifting. And this happens all the damn time, man. Mistral shows was a damn thing in America. That was comedy. Like white folks getting blackface and do that. We all said, yo, that ain't cool. And it stopped. Yo, all that was in Merry Melodies. Look at the, all that Mistral Show stuff that was in there. And I get it. Comedians always put themselves out there to be judged, man. Like, you're taking risks. Because anything you say may offend somebody. And that's kind of the beauty of comedy. And I get it, man. There's a certain amount of levity that we should give all our comedians. But, yo, if it, the joke don't land and people get offended about it, all right. You know, have thick skin. Take that across the head and keep it moving. And Bill Maher really likes to have it both ways, man. Bill Maher would be the person to tell you, man, look, you need to take comedians serious. They can be thought-provoking people. But then when you call them out on their comedy, it's council culture. Bill, you can't have it both ways, bro. You can't have it both ways. I truly believe comedians can navigate this terrain and still be, be funny. Or am I giving comedians too much credit, Bill? Am I? But you can't say, oh, the very notion of somebody having a problem with something I say means it's cancel culture. No, they just had a problem with it. It's your right to say it, but people also have a right to be insulted. And I think what people are really trying to say when they say council culture is that people with opposing opinions can get traction quicker through social media. It was a point that my uncle Don Johnson made on a previous podcast about council culture, which I think is kind of a separate argument, right? The argument that, yo, you can kind of market your dissent or opposition to somebody via social media is a totally different argument. It's not necessarily counseling though, because if people don't agree with your opposition, it's never going to get traction. Yeah. So council culture, man, that shit don't exist, but Hey, that ain't going to stop people from marketing off the name. Hey man, we're really doing this. This is really happening. Japan Prime Minister Suga expresses intent to hold Tokyo Olympics with spectators. This a dumbass idea. So check out the story from English Kodo News. 
Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga on Thursday expressed his intent to hold the Summer Olympics and Paralympics with spectators with a decision to be finalized in forthcoming talks among organizers based in the Japanese government. Right now, there is a spectator cap for large events. Suga told a press conference that fans at venues will be required to follow a set antivirus guidelines drawn by the game's organizi organizing committees to prevent the spread of the virus, such as wearing masks and refraining from shouting. Refraining from shouting at the Olympics. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. <clears throat> The government has said that it plans to permit attendance up to 10,000 at events such as sports games and concerts and prefectures that exit a COVID-19 state of emergency or measures under a quasi-emergency as long as it does not surpass 50% of the venue's capacity. Representatives from five organizing bodies of the games, including the Tokyo uh, Metropolitan Government and International Olympic committees are set to hold a meeting as early as Monday to decide how many domestic spectators to be allowed, having already decided to prohibit overseas fans. So, like I said in the previous podcast, man, these ain't the Olympics. You're not allowing anybody from overseas to come in. And now, because of this damn capitalism, you're going to try to suck dry the people in Japan. Like once again, we're still under a state of emergency in Japan. A lot of folks ain't recomp some of the money they, they lost last year, myself included, man. Yo, man, I lost a lot of money last year from acting gigs. The only thing that kept me going last year was my music. If it wasn't for those Spotify streams, man, whew, I might've been outside. Once again, thanks everybody for uh, streaming my music on Spotify and other uh, digital streaming platforms. Greatly appreciate it. Honestly, really do. But right now, you're going to try to drag out more money from people in Japan? And let's be honest, though. They're going to try to get this capacity as full as they can, man, to try to get this money. And, you know, maybe even greater point is there ain't no goddamn vaccines here, man. Okay. There are vaccines here. But the vaccination effort in Japan has been minimal. I think we've had vaccines here now um, for about three months, like readily available. But once again, in Japan, the regulations state that only like registered nurse, nurses and doctors can give shots and vaccines. So they don't have enough people to put the needles in arms right now. So we're like willfully unequipped to have the Olympics. So you're just going to basically get a lot of people to get together and you're going to have another uptick in the COVID virus because you don't have vaccines. It's going to happen. You're basically saying, yo, capitalism is so damn important, man. The health of the people be damned. And I really have no idea how quiet time Olympics is going to play on TV. <laughs> Refraining from shouting. You cannot shout at the Olympics. It, it, it's just these weird ways to try to make something happen that shouldn't be happening. I say again, these Olympics are a bust. It ain't going to be no goddamn Olympics. It ain't. But hey, damn that they're not trying to make it happen. <laughs> and that's the Common Knowledge Podcast. 
Please check out my music on Spotify, Apple Music, and any other digital streaming platform. Check out my show with the homie Alex, Lex Caliber Hunter, The Random Show. Also, be sure to check out the Benza RPG. Your boy did the musical soundtrack for that whole video game. I would greatly appreciate if you go to the App Store or the Android Store, Google Play Store, download that game. Greatly appreciate y'all. Peace. Real quick, guys, bonus content song for me and James Payne Lethal, June 19th, from the album Faker News Now with More Pope, out on every digital streaming service provider. Song available on Spotify, Apple Music. It's a celebration, baby! Happy Juneteenth! I got a lot to say and I'm gonna get it off my chest. My Eric Gardner flow to get these bastards off my neck. My Sandra Bland flow is not gonna die for my respect. And follow me like Trayvon, I'm Chris Donald with the deck. I'll make it crystal clear so you don't have to second guess. Step to me and mine you're dealt with regardless of the sex. I live the teachings of Stokely King and Malcolm X. Dorothy Irene Heights, Betty Shabazz, and Daisy Bates. I'm the embodiment of everything you love to hate. I'm black, educated, and well aware of the current state. Your status in America's dependent on your race. George Floyd died because he didn't know his place. Make no mistakes, America has a caste system If you black in America, then you the last in it I guess if I don't kiss your ass, then you don't give a damn I guess I should say I love Trump, like a Gary Lamb Daniel Cameron's a cog in a crooked system Cause I'm lawfully shot Rihanna and somehow they the victims But the system ain't broken, it's working perfectly America was never made for me <laughs> America left us out their dreams and we survive by any means When there ain't no good jobs, that's when you go to triple B Try to kill our hope by putting ropes around our throat Now they trying their best to hold us back by trying to block the vote Obama sold us change of hope but now we feeling like some dope Soon as he left the White House, the white man exposed his ghost Tell Trump to fuck his platinum plan First acknowledge me as a man Redemption and equality for all Sing the song of black people that awaken and evolve America could cut a land of the free home of the brave But I know it is the place where my skin tone can get me hanged And I'm not passing blame, but that's just the way it is This might be new to you, but it's been like this for years Blood, sweat, and tears, flesh and cotton by the ton For every bedroom in the White House, check the closet for skeletons Just cause I'm black, I feel pressure to vote Democrat But what if I ain't into that, cause I think they plan is wet Statistics been hijacked and packaged for old media News are healthy, fast food Misinformation feeding you Older I get I feel I think just like a white man Without the Benjamins, the benefits and the security But immigrants come here and win And I can't understand how we don't own businesses Flourishing in our community White families make plenty off of selling dark pigmentation You had a hand started, we the ones that laid out the pavement Uncle Sam don't wanna have discussions about reparations I'm from the South, don't give a damn about pronunciation Education failing us, unemployment swelling up And that's what you offer us, but talk about it, God we trust Discriminate, incarcerate, assassinate the best of us Castrate Humiliate, intimidate the rest of us Handicap the future by inflating the deficit Borrow from tomorrow in the past generation did We innovated, cultivated land We got more from less true And all that happened before we ever had the internet Now what you think of that?